As you heard from the intro, this is the good, the bad, and the nasty podcast. My name is PJ. I am your host. What you really want to know? What you really want to know? Hey. So, we're going to start by getting all the riffraff out the way. Why I started this podcast? If you know me, then you know I like to talk. I definitely like to talk crap. But if you don't know me... Well, now you know. Welcome to the family. I like to talk crap. But if you want to get down to the nitty gritty of why I started the podcast, I just feel like black women need a place where they cannot be judged. I want you to feel free to talk about whatever and whoever you want to. Get it off your chest. We go day to day holding so much in because afraid of what people will say. Some people gonna tell us we're too emotional, we care too much, we're too aggressive. Why you gotta act like that? Don't you get tired of hearing that? Well, whether it's a topic you want me to discuss or you wanna discuss it yourself, this is the place to do it, baby. So, before we kick this off, do me a favor, take a deep breath in, and a deep breath out and blink three times. (laughs) You ain't really gotta do that part, but you you catch my drift. Just relax, prop them feet up, tell them kids to leave you alone for a minute, tell that husband or that boyfriend go make his own damn sandwich. You always wanna play the game, so go play the game now, cause this is your time. So we know why I made this podcast. Now I'm gonna tell you who the podcast is for. And this is the only way that I can describe it to y'all. This podcast is for Brittany. Now, Brittany is a a wife and a mother, and she also has a job. She works 9 to 5, 10 to 7, you know, whatever you want to put in there. She works, and she still has to come home. She has to cater to her house, and she has to cater to the kids. So by the time she does all that, she makes lunches for tomorrow, irons clothes, gets baths ready, takes her own bath. What time is it? It's about 10 o'clock at night. She got to go to bed and get ready for the next day. Where's her time for release? Well, Brittany, this is for you. Get you a good set of headphones, popcorn, your trail mix, and sit down and just take a load off. Also, Jessica, this is for you. Jessica doesn't have a a husband or a you know or a significant other it's just her she goes to work she comes home and you know that's that's just that nobody's really looking for her nobody's really checking for her but 
Jessica, we, we noticed you too here. So this podcast is for you as well. Now, don't you judge me. Don't you judge me at all for this. But this is a podcast also for Shaniqua. Now, Shaniqua, she out grind you. She out hustle you. And she bought her paper. She works at a salon or she works at a bank. And if she works at the salon, she there for like 10 to 12 hours a day. She work at the bank. She work at the bank in the morning. And then she probably like own a boutique or something and be there in the evenings. But she all about that money. She's all about securing that bag. So, Shaniqua, this for you too. Sometimes you got to kick your shoes off. Sometimes you got to say, hey, I don't work on Mondays or I only work every other Saturday. Take some time off to listen to this. I'm pretty sure you got something to talk about too. So, we've covered the intro, who this podcast is for, and why I created this podcast. So, you know, for this episode, we're just going to kick it off by getting into me, moi. And the topic's going to be the longest drive. So, for most of you that may know me, in 2016, I packed up my Ford Escape, put everything I could in there, and I drove from Michigan to Virginia. First time driving a distance over two hours. Worst drive of my life, but I made it. So if you are looking for some type of motivation, some type of oomph, because you're planning to move to a different state, I would highly suggest listening to this podcast into its entirety because I will give you the pros I'll give you the cons I'm not going to tell you not to do it but if you're not ready I'm not going to tell you to do it as well so let's go back all the way until maybe August September of 2015 This is where I was finally like, all right, there's really nothing here, nothing positive going on for my son. It's really time to go. Plus, I had made a promise to myself. I was going to graduate from HBCU. I wanted that experience. Where I got that from? Well, my best friend of 14, 15 years, she moved to Virginia right after high school. Now, granted, My mom was one of those moms that said, you know, as long as you graduate high school. At that time, it was like, cool, I ain't gotta do nothing else but work. But as I got older, I'm like, I want more for myself. So she used to always tell me, fill out your FAFSA, fill out your FAFSA. You know, have you chosen what schools you wanna go to? I wasn't trying to hear that. Her mom used to always say, you know, well, have you filled out your FAFSA? Do you know what school you're going to? I wasn't trying to hear that. I was being, you know, 17-year-old me. <sighs> Unfortunately, all in the streets, drinking, hanging out with people I definitely shouldn't have. Didn't have my best interest at heart. Didn't give an F about me for real. That's another story. But anyways, I can only blame myself for my decisions. 
but time went on. She left, and I was still stuck in Michigan, not really doing too much of anything. I was going to work, I was going to school online, and I was going to the gym. So that was basically what I did from, I, 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 don't, I don't know, I, just, I was just doing it. And probably about the middle of 2015, I'm like, this, I, I, I need more, I deserve more. So she would say, you know, why don't you move out here? Why don't you come out here? I'm like, I, I don't know. It's like, I don't know anybody out there. I don't have anybody for me out there. She was like, girl, you strong. You can do it. All you got to do is print, uh, prep for it. So I was like, all right, well, you know, let's try to get this thing going. So I was trying to get my drive to transfer me out there. I had started... <laughs> selling my furniture, started selling stuff I didn't really need. I was having kickbacks every weekend. I was just like trying to live in that moment. Like, this is it. It's time for me to go, baby. My mom didn't take the decision too lightly. She just made those last couple of months just awful, downright draining. Like, arguments and trying to keep my kid from me. And it was, it was tough. Granted, not everybody's gonna gonna have these stipulations and these, the issues that I had, but you're gonna have some issues. I don't think anything in life is peaches and cream. So we're gonna fast forward to, you know, March. March, I'm cleaning my apartment out. I'm, you know, packing up, bagging stuff up taking it down the stairs, putting it by the door, because I was set on leaving April 1st. April 1st came, I want to say it was maybe 6.30, 6.40 in the morning. I had the car all packed up, my son was packed up, and it was time to go. So, I had my road trip playlist, a, a playlist I still have now, on Apple Music. I plugged my phone up. I hooked it up to, you know, the little thing where you can just, it can sit on a dashboard or where your um your vent is. I put it there and I headed down 75. I probably was driving slow because it took me a total of 19 hours. I thought I was driving fast because if you Google Michigan to Virginia right now, it'll tell you 11 to 12 hours. So, I mean, I don't know. I think I did good for my first time driving that far. I don't like far distances. I like driving, but 19 hours, come on, I want to do that. So, driving and driving and driving. By the time I get to Maryland, that's when I take my first, like, real break. So, you want to talk about traumatizing? Traumatizing. I pulled over at this Shell gas station and it's daytime but i still pull over to the side i lock the car doors and i probably took like a 30 minute nap mind you of course my son is wide awake so i'm kind of like sleep but not really because i don't want anybody to break in try to hurt us take all my stuff take my wallet and then i'm stranded you know like i don't know a whole bunch of thoughts was running through my head but I take a 30-minute nap. I set my alarm. 
And once my alarm goes off, I get out, I stretch, I let my son stretch, and I said, you ready to go? Got back in the car and took Purchase off. Your tracks today. Now mind you, I told you we left about 6.30, 6.40 in the morning. I don't remember getting to VA until about, <laughs> about 9.30 at night. And the funny part about all that is, my best friend told me the city she lived in, so I looked up hotels in that city. So at that time, she stayed in a city called Chesapeake. So I'm looking for hotels in the city of Chesapeake. Now, for some states, when you look up hotels, let's just say it'll have two cities and then the name of the hotel. So for this specific hotel, I think it was like Chesapeake, Portsmouth, Holiday Inn or something like that. You don't know how big a city really is until you actually get there. Chesapeake is big as hell. I was nowhere near where she lived. I was probably like 20, 25 minutes out. Mad than a mug. Get to the hotel, we shower, take baths, go to sleep. I'm ready for the next day. I'm ready for something new to happen. So the next day, I call my best friend, she comes see me. You know, we hang out, we do the whole shebang. You know, my, my, my first week was cool. We went to this place called Botanical Gardens, and that's where, like, they have different themes, and they have all these light structures, and the, and the shit was bomb. Like, it was good. Fast forward three weeks. Staying with my best friend. You know how, like, you are used to living one way and then somebody stayed with you and then it'd be like a totally another way. I could tell like I was overstaying my welcome. I was getting on her nerves. Now mind you, I still had money. I was waiting on a place to finish, you know, my background check and all that so I can, you know, move in. I had a couple places in mind, was really trying to find one with my budget and was not in too bad of a neighborhood. So I finally get the place put down my first month's rent, put down my deposit. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm ready to go. I got this VA thing down pat. Two weeks later, my job called and was like, well, because of an instance that you had with your phone and another associate, um, we're not gonna transfer you. Oh? So y'all heard everything that I just went through on top of trying to find somewhere to live. I got my son with me and now I don't have a job to pay for the apartment. I just paid over 1500 for Bet, cool, whatever. I got you. Let's just, mm -mm, I'm not gonna let you do that. So I ended up finding another job. That's my first time working at Walmart. Walmart is the worst place to work in my eyes underpaid they want to complain about giving you breaks and at that time I was working overnight so it, it was it was horrible like the managers were horrible and I think I might call them out I don't I don't know yet yeah Chesapeake Expressway Edinburgh Walmart 
awful. At that, at tw- in 2016, oh, it was awful there. I only lasted about three, four months, maybe five at the most. I ended up getting another job because it wasn't enough. So I would work cleaning residential businesses from six to nine, and then I would drive 25 minutes to Walmart to work from 10 to seven. Don't forget, I was still working out and I was going to school. Purchase your tracks today. Now, at this point, I know a lot of people are ready to fold. And trust me, I was. But I haven't even hit the core of what almost broke me down. Now, fast forward to June. So I told you I moved there in April. I got my place. Boom, we at June. So I don't want to go too much into detail, but I think my mom caught herself trying to help, but was, you know, kind of still upset at the situation as well. And we thought with everything that was going on with me, it would be, you know, a good idea to send my son to Michigan let me get myself together and then he come back before school start. That was the deal. So I'm grinding, I'm trying to find another job, I'm trying to find another place. Meanwhile, supposed family that lives here supposed to be looking out for me. My supposed aunt was trying to charge me rent. My supposed uncle was like, no, you're not gonna charge her no rent. And the house, one part of the house was decent, you know, that's where they, my aunt and my uncle lived. But they had another part of the house that they rented out. It was small, it wasn't clean, it was bugs and roaches and centipedes and everything. So you gotta think, a girl who moves to another state is lo- has lost her apartment. Her son has basically been kidnapped and the only family that she has in the state has basically, you know, just like, she's living in this room. And on top of that, when it rains, it rains on the bed. Like it rains, you know, in the room. So, yeah. Again, <laughs> I've hit the, another rough patch, but I'm not gonna fold. So we're at June, we're gonna fast forward to July. Now July, I wanna say towards the end of July, you know, things are starting to pick up. I got an interview at a warehouse. And you know, I'm still at this aunt's house, but I'm also still sleeping in my car. So you can kinda say I'm homeless at this point, but not really. I can go in there, I can use the Wi-Fi to do my homework, I can take showers, but I slept in my car and it was so bad to the point where I was staying away from the house so I would only need to be there for necessities. Like I would be out all day, just like at the mall or at a library. I mean, I don't know. I was anywhere but that house. July comes, you know, things are picking up and I have this conversation with 
my mom, I'm like, you know, I probably got this, you know, job that's gonna hire me, you know, I'm ready for him to come back. She's like, back? I'm not, no, we're not sending him back. I told you not to leave in the first place. I was like, what? What, what do you mean you're not sending him back? She was like, I'm not sending him back. So from July all the way up until December, it's a it's a battle. It's me, you know, talking to him whenever she felt like I could talk to him. The FaceTimes were like I could I could never FaceTime him without crying because I just felt like I would never see my son again. So October, like Halloween weekend, 2016. I'm like, you know what? I'm about to try to just go up there and get them. So mind you, I never told anybody I was going to Michigan. I never, I didn't tell anyone because I didn't want anybody to tell her. So I get to Michigan and for some reason, somehow she found out I was there. I call her phone. She doesn't answer. I call neighbors. I go to the house. She's gone. My kid is gone. So I call the police. As you know, whenever you call the police or call 911, it's a recording. So on the recording, it's me, you know, explaining the situation, me trying to locate my son. I go to the police station. I let the police know. We have a situation. Uh, my son has been kidnapped. Now, mind you, if I really sat down and told you the story, you're going to be like, what? How can she kidnap? That's the, per that's the, the child's grandparent. It doesn't matter. You need to listen to me. Look at this call log. I can't make this up. That was October. The whole weekend goes by. I don't talk to her. I don't see her. Monday morning, I get a letter. I think I think I get a letter or a phone call. I can't remember which one. It might have been a letter. It's telling me that I need to go to court in Michigan that next Friday. So mind you, let's go back. It's Halloween weekend in October. I'm up in Michigan from VA. I have to be back in Michigan that following Friday for a court, for a court hearing. Can you say stressed and drained? This woman had filed a case against me claiming abandonment saying that I abandoned my child Can't, even just talking about it I get flashbacks and I just think about how far I've, I've came so now it's I believe it's like the first week of November and I have to get back to Michigan for a court hearing so just a speed pass, you know, whatever. We get to court and the judge, you know, is looking really concerned because this is probably his first, it may not be the first time he's seen this, but it's like, you both want the same results at the end of the day. So why can't you come to some agreement? So attorney has to get involved and the attorney basically tells me, I have to provide check stubs. I have to take pictures of my house. I have to show them that I have, 
you know, a bedroom set up for him. So if everything is in my favor, when he comes home, he has a room. I had to show pictures of my front door. I had to show pictures of my car in front of my front door. I had to get character letters, basically explaining, you know, who I am as a person and like all of this mayhem. So after I turn in all of that, the attorney has to, you know, go speak to my son at his school. He has to speak to his grandmother. And it's just like a big mess. Mind you, I'm still dealing with everything I got going on here. Mentally, physically, spiritually, emotionally. I'm going through everything. So this is the third, the second time I had to go to Michigan. So they schedule another court hearing. And this one is basically, you know, what's going to happen. So this whole time, He's in another school. Tip, she has temporary guardianship over him. And I just felt like I'm at my lowest. So fast forward to the last court hearing, which was in December. So December, it was either the 16th or the 19th. I have to go back to Michigan. So I listen to what the judge has to say. The attorney, you know, goes over all of, the, all of this false information that my mom gave them. And, you know, at the end of the day, my son was given back to me. And I had to find more money for him to come back because I didn't know if they were going to give him back to me. So, you know, that right there is just like maybe like seven months of what I went through when I first lived here. I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy. That was a horrible time in my life. And how did I forget to mention, in December, I found out I was pregnant with my second son. So, if you need a recap, I moved to a different state. My job does not transfer me. I lose my apartment. I lost my son for a couple of months. And now I just found out I'm pregnant. What else? <laughs> what else? I hate when men make comments like, you knew who your baby daddy was. You knew who you was getting into. With everything I had going on, I never thought I would be in the predicament that I was in and what I'm in now. Nobody goes into a relationship either hoping to get pregnant or not hoping to get pregnant. Nobody goes into situations and say, oh, this man a deadbeat, but I'm going to still have a baby. Or he a half-ass parent, but I'm going to still have a baby. No, nobody says stuff like that. So don't don't judge. You don't know what people go through. I was at a low point in my life. And at that time, that was the best thing that was around me, was my boyfriend at the time. He was there. Not mentally, but physically he was there. I didn't want to stay at my house. I was able to stay with him. So that's just how that situation went. I'm not going to get into too deep into that because it's no point but yeah so in the midst of all that going on I found out I was pregnant let's fast forward to January of 2017 January 24th I get floods of inboxes about my best friend of 12 years was murdered you want to talk about a dark time. You want to talk about how you can't mourn losing your best friend 
because you could jeopardize losing your baby. Like, excuse my French. I was in a fucked up place, y'all. With all of that going on, finding out I'm pregnant and now I lose my best friend. Like, what? I know they say God only gives you so much that you can bear, but baby, my back hurting, my legs hurting, my mind is hurting, I'm tired. I, I don't remember the last time I cried that hard. Like, I literally talked to him maybe two months before that, and my last words to my best friend was, stop letting everybody know what you got. There's gonna be a point in time where that shit is going to catch up to you. I regret that that was my last words to him because in the end, that's exactly what happened. You can't show off what you got. You can't be happy for yourself these days because for some reason, not only black people, but the world think they that they're entitled to what you got. And I wish that I could tell him again that I love him and that we'll, we'll always be best friends. I can't really talk about that too much because I'm just now getting to a point where I don't I can mention his name and I don't cry. So in a nutshell, that's kind of like my first, you know, year of moving to Virginia. I'm not going to tell you you shouldn't do it, but if you want to do it, I'm here to help you. I can help you as much as I can. Whether you want to go to Atlanta, if you want to go to some cabin in Colorado, if you think that's what's going to make you happy, then do it. If you think that it's going to benefit you the most, then do it. Don't listen to the naysayers. Don't listen to your parents. Don't listen to your siblings. Don't listen to your friends. Don't listen to Facebook. Don't listen to Instagram. If that's what you want to do, then do it. I want to thank you guys for listening to my first podcast episode. Thank you for giving me the chance. Stay tuned for episode two. If you want to be a guest. If you have a specific topic you want to talk about, my email is let's talk at the good, bad, and nasty pod.com. Let's talk the at sign, the good, bad, and nasty pod.com. The world is yours, and this is open for discussion. Y'all have a good day. Tomorrow Friday.